that friend that lights you up? The friend you leave dinner with energized, empowered, and more often than not tipsy from two drinks? We're those friends. And this podcast is so that dinner. It's Jill Vanek and Kate Connolly. And we're your go-to girls. We're back. Hi. Hi. Happy almost new year. This is the last pod that we'll be recording in 2022. Yes, this but is going to be in 2023. Listening, right? So we're like, in the future. Exactly. The future. Um, but we have a lot to dis- discuss today. And I'm super excited to introduce my dear friend, Jenna Stern, to the pod. Um, before she says hi, um, Jenna is a non diet nutritional guide, personal trainer, and cycling instructor in Philadelphia. She works with clients who are ready to ditch diets for good and instead helps them create a healthy relationship between food, fitness, and their bodies. Jenna, is a standout star here at Together in Matt Sculpt. She has the some of the best form in the book. No offense, Jill. Okay. No, I'm Jenna's Instagram stalker. Yeah, I just will say that. Jenna, as well. we are so happy you're here. Welcome to the Go To Girls Pod. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm chatting with you guys. I'm meeting Jenna for the first time in real life. And Which is one of weird. those people who you follow on Instagram. And oh, I'm like, ben. oh, we're friends. And I was like, oh, we've yeah. never met. But have you seen really? each other in so classes, funny. like in a flywheel back in the day, mm, in a possibly. some type of, you've never seen each other in real life? I'm curious. I'm going to bring it way yeah. back. But Body Cycle is where I started. So she didn't know. live in Philly yet. No, like, when? I didn't live there yet. She I, moved to Philly in okay. 2000. I started teaching at Freehouse. Do you ever go to Freehouse Fitness? Okay, so when I transitioned into Athleta as the community coordinator, that could have been where, because yeah. I definitely did some pop-ups. Okay. We, we, the, the woman that was before me in that position already had some established relationships with other studios. So then when I came in, I think I was connected to Dana. Yes. Yeah, and then I might have taken a class with you. Like, there's... So Philly is small, but there, I'm yeah, glad small. you guys could finally it. meet. Yeah. Yes. Now Me I can say and she it. takes noon classes because when we get into her work life, you'll understand why she can take a noon and Jill yes. can't. I yes, can't yes. wait to hear everything. And I, my obsession will only increase. I know that. <laughs> so we have Jenna on for a couple of things, but what you're about to hear. So AirPods up, please. Um, we're going to talk about Jenna's fitness journey. Look at James outside talking to the dog. Yep. Okay. You better and Henry are keep on, the keep window. it on. Okay. So, um, yeah, we're going to talk about her fitness journey. Um, her journey as a fitness professional, we'll get into her program called the gray area, which I know Jill and I are really interested in talking about mm-hmm. and just talk about her life in general. So awesome. we're happy that you're here. I'm so happy to be here. This okay, is amazing. We like to start from the bottom moment. Start from the bottom. Now you're here. Oh, hey, yeah. You like that? Drake. That's what you call, <laughs> that's what you call falsetto. Do you know flow. what I'm saying? 100. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> um, okay. So where are you from? I'm originally from Cheltenham. So Chelty. Monco, Wait, where did you go to school growing up? I went to Cheltenham. Oh, you went to Cheltenham? Okay. What is the Cheltenham mascot? A panther. Mm. The fact that I even know that, guys, like I was high school. What are their colors? (laughs) Uh, Blue and yellow. Oh, my God. I was blue and gold. What was you? Red and white. That's a class. Why are all high schools like blue, red, yellow? I need one of these high schools to come out and be like, we're going to be turquoise. Yeah. We need a woke high school. We do. Purple. I feel like actually purple is a color. I see a lot with schools. It is. Uh, Holy Cross. I went to Holy Cross was purple. It it took a lot to adjust to. When I got to college, I was like, I can't believe I have to wear purple. Right? It's I know bizarre. you've got to support your color. Yeah, it's perfect. a big decision. It's a big thing. So Cheltenham for all of our listeners not in Philadelphia, it's pretty close. How far does it take you to get home? 30 minutes. Okay. Yeah, door, like literally door to door. Yeah, so born and oh, bred. 76. In Cheltenham. Mm-hmm. Where, and where'd you go to school? At college. Uh, I went to college at Temple. 
Oh my god, Ooh, I didn't know Moo, that. Baby owls, where we wow. at? Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Did you All live four. there and yeah. do the whole? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I. Do you go back to any like games ever or shit with friends from college or not really? Well, my t- I actually just was with my two best college girlfriends. Oh, we fun. Just spent the night together. So we are. I I feel very lucky. I tried like, I went for sororities and then I realized like no, I'm not into this. Like I got into one and yeah. then I had like our big meetup night. And I looked around and I was like, this is not for me. Like I had gone through everything. I got chosen. I went to the night and I just like went in. I was like, "Uh oh, wait, Jill, did you, did you do it? Were you a sorority sister? I went to Georgetown. We didn't have sororities. We didn't have sororities at Holy Cross. Yeah. Yeah. Cause your path is, I can tell you. At Temple, you don't really That would have been my thing. Yeah. I would have been all about it. I I know. That's why I asked. I had some friends that were in it and I had a girlfriend that was a couple years older from me. And I remember when I visited Temple, she took us out and I was like, oh my God, I But it's a good way to make friends. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's why I was like so gung ho when I was a freshman. And then I went through with it and I don't know. I, I, the big thing was, is it a sophomore or freshman when you're, when you do it? Freshman year. Okay. I'm pretty sure like freshman is a good place to start because then you have it all throughout four years. Okay. But I didn't get the one that I wanted. And I went to like our opening night and I was like- Fuck those people. They chose wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Them ain't right. So then I just bailed it. And then freshman year, I just like rocked out. I lived with my best friend and then she moved to Boston. And then, yeah. And then I just like switched my major. What is the going out scene like at Temple? Temple- parties. Like yeah. Parties. We, like we not bars. No. Okay. Well, I, I won't say no. I yeah. feel like in the beginning it's, I went to house parties all throughout, yeah. but when you hit 21, I mean, you're taking the broad street line into, into the city. Yeah. That's amazing. I was like going time. Like when we were out to dinner last night, it was so funny. It was like, we now with time, it's like, you used to always go upstairs. Yes. Ratchet room. Yes. And now it's like, is that mm, close? Go listen to jazz now. Yep. <laughs> I remember <laughs> the upstairs at time. Oh yeah. yeah gross, um, but a good time. And so you said you switched your major to what? PR and marketing. PR and marketing. And then that's where I met Sam. And then I met all my friends, like just in my class. In your classes. Yeah. I met uh, most of my non-athlete friends I met in my classes. Mm-hmm. In college. I was just yeah. going to say, you seem, now again, I'm saying this via Instagram. <laughs> yeah, so no, that's I love it. That's you loser. seem to have a huge, really amazing group of girlfriends. Like that's something mm-hmm. you pick up from yeah. your Instagram. So are a lot of them from college or just sort of hodgepodge? And ham. I think I have, I'm, I feel very lucky in that is that I do have a core group of friends from home. Mm-hmm. I have a core group of friends from college. Like mm-hmm. I have like five to six girls that I'm still very close with. And then fitness. I the mean, I feel chat. very lucky that like a lot of my clients and you know this as yeah. well. It's like, when you connect with people, when you are also doing something that's pretty personal and very vulnerable for a lot of people, which fitness can be, it's, you connect with them a lot faster. And a lot of my clients have become like some of my best friends. Jill was my client at first. Yeah. And yeah. then we became best friends. Seriously. I was like, people, I'm like, I want to see you guys. Like, is this yeah. weird? Like, can we no, get drinks? No, it's not. It's literally not. <laughs> like, yeah, it's a lot of my friends. It's a bonding thing. Mm-hmm. You're right. And I never thought of it that way. Like the fact that you're vulnerable like that. You're, yeah. you're it's kind of personal. It's very personal. Well, let me just say this. I don't one-on-one train any people I don't like. Oh, well, you I will that. just you get to a place where pass like, you off. Nah, bitch. <laughs> so literally in her saying that, like, yeah, I only train people I like. Mm-hmm. So like, if you invite me out, like I'm going to go. Absolutely. It makes sense. Now, if you ever ask me on a one-on-one and I said, no, I am so, so I don't mean that. Um, okay, we cool. We put it on. We also know so what you, smile So you um, switched to marketing, which I think is yeah. definitely helped you in where you are now. And then what Definitely. happened post-college? I moved to Israel for a year. 
Oh, yeah. I, interesting. I had a moment. On like a birthright or a post-birthright? Post-birthright. Okay, so you already did the Israel birthright? Yes, I had my moment in the sun, 10 days. I went, I fell in Jill love. Jill was just like there. I had, yeah, it was unbelievable. We will have such an offline. Yes. I fell in love with it. I had like a spiritual you, awakening. It, everybody loves it. You, you really do, and it's such a funky combination of culture and and just the energy and the people there and then mm -hmm. you are just in such a beautiful location too mm -hmm. so it just adds to adds to it all but I lived in Tel Aviv so it's literally oh, like Miami fun yeah New York, bougie and then like just all of these attractive people in one place and okay like, all right I guess I'm just gonna live here now and what did you do I worked for so this is really crazy well it's not really that crazy but I did a work exchange program so I still wanted to do like I still did like Marketing. a Jewish program and yeah. I still did yeah it's like yeah. Jews have you ever seen that Marketing the Jews of uh, abroad city where they're all like Jews Jews yes yes <laughs> every time yes. I think about that anywho um I did a program through Massah called Career Israel. And then they basically, when I graduated, I was like, uh-oh, I don't really know what I want to do. I'm not quite ready to go into full-time corporate PR mm -hmm. and marketing. Because mm -hmm. I had a couple of, of um, internships and I was like, uh-oh, like, I don't love this, but like, let me see what's up. So I moved to Israel through that program and I worked for a company called Eat With, which was basically like Airbnbs, but for dinner parties. I wanted to be in food in some way when I, because my family's huge foodies, like, I just love cooking. That's also what kind of got me into nutrition and that kind of thing. So I don't, honestly, I don't even know if Eat With is still around. But I was just gonna time, say, could we steal that? Like, let's make that no, a thing here in Philadelphia. It sounds with genius. You, with how you cook, like you could be like it one sounds of the home fucking chefs. genius. Yeah. It was a very cool, cool idea. It was this Israeli guy. He like had an amazing, he got invited into some, somebody's home in Greece and like had this amazing dinner yeah. and then he just recreated it. Okay. But it's not like you're going into, like it was very elevated dinner parties. And Swag. the whole point is, is like you go in and you don't know who you're eating with. That's genius. Yeah. So like when you're traveling that's and you're cool. like, I don't want to go to- I don't know anyone. Right. Oh, that's really cool. And I don't want to go to a, a, a touristy spot, but I really want to enjoy the food or the culture and meet other people. It's like, I went to a couple of the dinners and it's like travelers from Germany, a business part, you know, like a business guy, like two people that are Israelis and yeah. just are on a date and wanted to do something different. So it was very much that. So I was in the research and development team. Cool. So I like helped them find helped chefs find. and very did that research. Cool. But it just like, didn't really turn into a job and yeah wait so what's your part. favorite israeli food in philadelphia we have a, our fair share I mean, of that vibe yeah we definitely have amazing what do you like i i mean we got to give it up like laser wolf is unreal how about that i knew she was gonna say laser it's just unreal yeah that, that, it's delicious. i mean goldie the hummus wait wait the goldie fire or no dizengoff that's what i would say i oh, lived yeah, yeah. on dizengoff street oh, yeah so the hummus at dizengoff is very very i still when i was in israel i was literally on dizengoff street and, like, and you guys when you order it it comes in like a bowl and you can add like cabbage mm. cucumbers Chicken. wait do you love you guys why am i stuff. blanking on the, the fucking soraya no come on zahav do you like zahav I went there one time. I haven't like it was it's my impossible dad's to get a reservation. Yeah, yeah, I went with my parents and it was beautiful. So uh, truly Laser Wolf and Soraya, I think are like an everyday version of yeah. Zahav. But there's a really good spot that just opened. Okay, on, tell us. Um, that took over Dimitri's RIP. Okay, wait, everybody was just telling me about Para. this. It's in Northern Liberties, Para. Yeah. Oh my Shout God, Lindsay Yang, Sullivan. if you're listening to this, they yeah. just went and? And it was amazing. Dips, Just Sullivan took me. Little things, <laughs> yes. nosh. The best Ooh. falafel. What's my price? The most Ooh. Delicious falafel, uh, mid range, and it's also BYOB. Oh my! Okay, we gotta go. Jill and you I love talking my language. Okay, we'll go the three of us. Yes, talking my language. Night. Okay, we'll do that. I yeah. love that. Okay, so that's your, so you get home from Israel and then what? And then I'm, I don't, I can't. Can I curse? 
Yeah, like absolutely. This. And then I'm fucked. Fuck shit down. Yeah, and then I'm literally like, uh-oh, because- And how old are you, 22, 23? Yeah, I was 24, the end of, no, I think it was like the end of 2015, I got back. And I just started applying to jobs and I wasn't In marketing. Really, yeah, and I wasn't getting anything. And I was just like, uh-oh, like I'll never forget. I went into an interview and they gave me like an AP style test, which if you're in PR, like it's how you do press releases. Okay. And I had not done any of that when I was in Israel. Like yeah. I was doing none of like the actual public relations of just, you right. know, press releases. And and that was also a couple of years ago, like social media and everything has t- taken over marketing. It's like, I don't even know if people do p- like press releases anymore. Um, but they gave me a test and I bombed it. And I remember I like, passed it to her and like went into the bathroom and just bawled my eyes out. And I just remember going home and just being like, okay, this is not it. And I was just interviewing with like all the firms in Philly, you know, it's just like trying. And I was like, "Uh oh, like I'm out of the game. Like, I don't know what I'm really going to do. And what happened was I just ended up coming home and I would always just like, eh, like go for a walk or go for a run or my, and my parents Mm -hmm. started to be like, well, why don't you maybe try to get a job at a gym? Like, why don't you like try to do something else? And that was kind of like what, spawned a little bit of where I'm at now as okay, I was kind cool. of like, it was a happy accident. Of yeah. How I, how I made fitness my full time. Do you know what's so interesting? People above 30 mm-hmm. or in fitness, it's a happy accident. Mm-hmm. Now it's really cool. People want to do it as their career and they exactly. set out, but it was not my career. No. I didn't think it was my career, but it's, it's so interesting you say that, but it's cool that now people are like, oh, I'm not just going to go be a doctor. I'm not just going to go be a lawyer. It's like, oh, I think I could, that could be a cool career, you know? It really is. Because it combines is. so much yeah. like your PR skills that like Kate was saying. Yep. It's mm-hmm. pretty amazing and you have to be able to speak to people. But I think it's so interesting what you're saying because remembering that age, it's such a time of, did you go through a lot of, holy shit, I'm not good enough. What am I going to do? Like, yeah. that's just yeah. very heavy career-wise when you're mm-hmm. first starting out. You think yeah. everything is so important. Yeah, the interview process really like beat me down. And I just, I don't want to say- it was, it just made me go and question really what I wanted. And then also just getting the job descriptions. And yeah. I think with PR people, you know, you're working all the time. Yeah. And with fitness, you, you also are too. But yeah. I think it's like, you have a little bit more control. But I remember, I think I might've in, interviewed for, I don't know, I don't want to like name drop anybody in Philly, but it was like a big firm in Philly. And it was like, are you prepared to like go to King of Prussia Mall at like 4 a.m. for Christmas and like what? help us no, like I'm open not. up stores? And I was like, um... No, like, <laughs> like what is I, no? Yeah, like I'm. I want to be in my bed, and like I wanted a little bit more flexibility, and I started to just kind of panic and go. Like I also don't think that I can be behind a desk for eight to ten hours a day, or like so then really writing m- all the time. Like, Mom and dad say, "What about fitness?" Blah blah blah. And then, what was your first job in fitness? I so it's it's also a long story because it also goes into the fact of like some of the, my own body stuff. And when I got back from Israel, like I had picked up like mm-hmm. a significant amount of weight. I was still, I've always been active, but I, I've also always really kind of struggled with my body and this, mm-hmm. there was always this push and pull. When I got back from Israel, I felt very physically uncomfortable and I, I know hired, that feeling. Yeah. And I had hired mm. a personal trainer. This was the first time he was a neighborhood guy, somebody that I knew, friend of a friend who like cut me and my mom a deal. And I was like, and I started to go consistently and then I started to change my body and I was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, like this is amazing. And mm-hmm. I I also never really lifted weights consistently and yep. really like learned how to do it. So I had a friend and it he really changed my life mm-hmm. and kind of like opened my eyes. He also gave me like the first opportunity in Elkins Park. He had a little uh, fitness studio and like I started teaching cycling there. Cool. And it was like this tiny little thing. So then that's that was at 
while I was interviewing, I was also working with my trainer and was kind of like starting to dabble a little bit in cycling. And it was just kind of this fun thing. And then I wanted to move into the city. And I just, cause I was also living back in Cheltenham and that wasn't really working out. And I had been commuting back and forth. My one friend had an apartment down here. So it was kind of like I was exercising and then I was feeling really good about that. And then at the same time I was interviewing and feeling really shitty about that. And then I wasn't getting a job. So then I started to be like, all right, well, let me go apply and see if I can get into a, like into a spin studio. Jill, listen to how she talks as, as the career catalyst. How does this one not get a job? <laughs> Eloquent comes back from Israel. It Are people time. dumb? It took time. I don't understand the hiring process sometimes. I but really I don't. do love sometimes, and obviously this is 2020 yeah. hindsight, but- yeah rejection can be redirection oh, yeah. and just Absolutely. you, it sounds like you got a snapshot or a view of, I don't necessarily want this life mm-hmm. in terms yep. of here. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I also like, wasn't into like the whole corporate, like I started to pick up quick, quickly too with like the corporate culture. And I didn't mm-hmm. like, I didn't like the, like how to dress like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is like not really me. So it was kind of this, this snowball effect where, mm-hmm. and then also I hate, I'm sorry if I'm all over the place. We love all over the place. This is great. In college, I had discovered cycling. So I had, I, I, in high school, I had a friend and like, this is also so random, but not really, but I, I, going back to me struggling with my weight, I got a breast reduction when I was 18. So like, I also had, so there's like all of these layers. Okay. What is that like? Stop. Sorry. We need to talk about a breast reduction. It was the best thing I ever did. So if you're thinking about it, you, I had a girlfriend get it. Scars are underneath. Yeah. It's like a little at that, at this, at my, when I got it, she's got nice big boobs. So I can't imagine. I was like a triple D E. Wow. So my bathing suits were like F's. And you just are so uncomfortable. Right. So this is also like that undercurrent too of like where fitness was just like not possible for me. A hundred million percent. My sister-in-law has the biggest boobs ever. And she says when she's done having kids, it's only gotten worse. She's like, I need to get them taken off. I can't. She's like, they're pulling me down. You can't do anything. Like buttons are your fucking enemy. Like it's the worst thing in the world. What's recovery like post-op? I I bounce back pretty fast. Yeah. You know, like if, if like knock on wood, I feel very, I've, there's always unicorn. There's always those people that have really bad healings, but yeah. I, I feel very lucky. And my sister actually got it done too. Um, wow. So I think it was like- So like your fucking gene, mom like is out there yeah. cursing everyone um, with huge tits. <laughs> yeah, She's sure. like, you get huge tits and you get huge tits. I have literally no idea where these came from. <laughs> you know, my mom's like, it's from the chicken. I'm like, yeah. what the fuck are you Oh my about, God. Mom? Jill didn't eat yeah, that like chicken. It missed her. But I've like, had what? three friends yeah. who have done it and all say the same thing. It was totally opened my eyes. And that exercise really was prescribed. Because you couldn't really exercise first. No. No. And that was also the other thing was like, I was, I was always a little, that's what was one of the hardest things of about when I was younger of of just trying to keep my weight and I couldn't do sports. I didn't really, I, and like in front of other people, there was a lot of that embarrassment. Double sports bra. Yeah. I'm not like running outside and catcalling is real. Like you're 17 years old on the beach with your dad and you're getting like whistles. And I'm like, oh my God. Cause you had weird. Bazoongas. Yeah. Exactly. Literally. (laughs) Like I was like tits McGee in high school. Yeah. (laughs) Can we actually pause at this too. And sure. can we talk a little bit about, um, uh, brachial plexus? Mm-hmm. Can you tell everyone about, yeah. as I, we're talking about body and I'm like, mm-hmm. for those, Jenna's going to do a way better job talking about it than me, but like literally a warrior. Well, I remember when I first met you, 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 she'll do a better job of explaining it, but mm-hmm. she takes my class and I'm like, huh, she's doing that. I get why she's doing that. I wonder why she's not lengthening that arm. I will get there. We'll get mm-hmm. there. Two more classes. Then she comes up to me and she's comfortable mm-hmm. and she tells me about it. And I'm like, 
I can't believe it because before she talks about it, my cut two of my cousins have which it, is which is wild. out fucking rageous. Mm-hmm. Two of my cousins on my husband's side and they have it very bad. Yeah. And um, so tell us about it and we'll yeah. just, cause I cannot believe what you do. Well, there's definitely levels of the severity and I feel again, very blessed that it's not it's as severe still hard. as, uh, yeah, as uh, like uh, from the people that I've seen that, that I have met that have what I have. So basically, and I, I honestly, it's so funny. I was like looking it up earlier yeah. today. Cause I was like, what? Well, I looked it? up how to spell it. Yeah. I had no idea. I was like where, what, what does it really mean? So it's, okay. it's basically the severing of yep. certain like specific nerves, nerves. in your like throughout your spine. I'm not, I'm really not explaining it correctly. Um, but it has to do with when your mom gives birth. Yes. So the, the whole, the whole thing is that I was, I was a big baby. Like yeah. I was nine, eight, like I came packing. My mom, had, <laughs> like, my mom, like God bless Jody. Like, I don't even know how she ended up, uh, she should have had a C-section. Long yeah. story short, she should have had a C-section. Ugh. She had gestational diabetes with me, which is one of the red flags of like, okay. hey, this is going to be a hard delivery. Like, Interesting. Like it's going to be a big yes, baby. The baby yeah. is going to be big. Like I was nine pounds and it just, it was like kind of messed up. Like I, I talked to my mom about it and it was like, she had had the same doctor through the whole time. And then when okay. she went into labor, for whatever reason- It was a new doctor. Yes, her doctor wasn't on call. And the doctor that was there was not as like well-equipped and didn't know. And also it was the 90s. And this was kind of like, I'm curious as to how old they are. Cause it was kind of like a thing. It was this 89. Weird, yes, he's it was like young, this he's weird younger, but... period of time though, yeah. where like a lot of these injuries occurred. Oh because there were doctors that weren't well equipped of like, if this baby is large or can't also, come out, let's yeah. not try to pull her out. Exactly. So make a long story short, they couldn't get my, they couldn't get me fully out. So they pulled me out by my left arm. Oh. And when they did that, they severed some of the, um, some of my nerves. It's like C5 and C6. Do you C6. know instantly in all cases, or do you think like some cases you wait until the, you know, the child grows up a little bit and then you're like, something's not right. Well, there's photos of me as a baby with like my arm like this, like totally out. That's my mom my has a photo of yeah. me like propped up and my my right arm is completely dropped and my left arm uh. is just like bounded really tight. So I'm not sure if they, if like you automatically, like they pulled me out and like, boop, my arm was like up. I, I really don't know, but over time and, and you get to be a certain age and I had had PT, like I immediately okay. went into physical therapy to drop it. But I just have, basically I have limited range, range of motion. My elbow is basically frozen. So I can't okay, move, that's how you describe like it. I can't move my whole arm around. And I, it kind of looks for those that have maybe broken their arm. It's like, it kind of sticks out. You wouldn't, I'll I swear, yeah. I swear. You don't know. No, you really don't. I I will have random people like I'll in a Pilates class, you know. Yes. But when like I'm doing fitness and things like that, and and and. But I the can't fact do that you do what you do with it is why it's wild. Yeah, it really is. You guys like it. It's not a seriousion ser- queen. So what's it like growing up with something like this, or like? I will say, did you mourn this? Like, is this like a weird, it just was a part of me. So I've never known anything else. I wouldn't say it's definitely like, I, I think as I got older and I became aware of it and I realized there were just things that I couldn't do. Like I would be in gym class and I'll never forget. I had like a, like one of my gym teachers, like try to force me into a push up. And at one time it's like, I, you ha- I had no physical awareness. So like doing yeah. a push up, it's like, I don't know like where my elbow should go or how I should be breathing or any of those things. And I remember like I pulled my shoulder out. Oh, God. So like, there's also things like that where it's like, I've had to learn like what I can and cannot do. And it's a little bit hard to explain 
to people, and this is also why, like, as a trainer, I'm so, I, I really pride myself on being a very gentle trainer. Like I am not going to, if, if it's not working, okay, moving on. There's a million of other things that we, that we can do. And I think that when I was growing up, I felt very like put into a box, especially in like a basic ass gym class. Like no, no PE teacher is going to say like, okay, well let's do this. Like mm-hmm. if this is also a part of testing and they need to see if I, if I could do 10 pushups in a row, like I look at these people and be like, yo, and then I'm also like a little chubby. So I'm like, no, like this is not like this ain't right. it. Like if you think I'm going to be able to do a pull up, you're fucking high. Like, I don't know what's going on. So it took me time to really find the modes of, of the modalities of fitness. And like, I don't want to say I got bullied or anything along those lines, but I had kids that be like, oh, like when you hold your arm up like that, like it took me time to decrease it and let it release. Oh, so it, you used to yes. be much more bent. Yeah. It would be like kind of, and, wow. like carry, and I would carry wow. it up here. So it's like taking me time to like relax it and drop yeah. it out and kind of of have it look like normal and feel normal like mm-hmm. try to relax your damn trap yeah do you have any pain yeah and that was do my you next still question do pt can it drop more is that something it's, you stretch it's permanent like whatever like right. how it how it is now but there's definitely like through the therapies that i'm doing i do acupuncture which mm-hmm. is amazing i try like i kind of fall off here and there um it's to get consuming. yeah to get sports massages and, and cupping because okay. it's it's the tightness is like through my neck and up and then it kind of just travels down like my biceps are really tight so mm-hmm. it's like trying to release that they they say too that i could get botox to release the muscle over time oh, so there's like little treatments and things yeah. like that i mean if there's i was even looking up like honestly earlier today it's like if i wanted to go intensely, you can get like certain nerves replaced or like they can uh, do some of that stuff. And it's crazy for me. I'm, I'm like, that ship has sailed. It's just a part of me now. And like, I just work around it. But if I move it a certain way, like I can't get my bra off with my left side. Like that's just, okay. So can I say the obvious that everyone's thinking, fuck those doctors. What happens to a doctor that makes a mistake (laughs) like this? You get a medical settlement and you pay for college. (laughs) Great. No, I I always wondered that. Like what happens? Is that considered medical malpractice, something like that? And I was, I mean, it took five years. Like we, we, we took, we, we took a chance. There were a lot of cases that again, like I said, in the nineties that when I went through it, I was like, oh my God, there's people like me out there. My cousin's mom started, my aunt started a group for it Yeah, and they would help people fight because Mm -hmm. it was just, you're right. I haven't knock on wood heard about anything recent. Yeah. But it really was this weird stretch of time when it was happening to people because we just weren't educated enough to understand. Yeah. Exactly. So I feel again, very, I mean, that's also how I got to Israel. Like lefty, yeah. lefty is holding me down. Like, <laughs> I, like I, I have to, I look at it in so a positive do you think way. You love cycling too, because it's such a less resistance on the upper body as a form of cardio. Not that all cardio didn't even think about it. Yeah. It, I just love cycling because I fucking love music. Yeah. It's and a party. I love how it makes me feel it's and it's fun. And I, it was just at the time it was a way that it, I could do it. I yeah. was good at it. I didn't have to move around too much. And then when I got my boobs done, I was like, holy. Yeah. Like, I can <laughs> really, yeah. It was You're like, like, let's turn this torque up. Yeah. When I first also, when I first started cycling, uh-huh. I had, I actually was, I went with a friend that also was like, on the, you know, she was just like a thicker person. And mm-hmm. also just, she had huge boobs too. Yeah. So it was kind of like funny. It's a dark she, room though. Yeah. She like brought me in. She was like, I can do this. Like, I think that you would like it. And I was like 16 yeah. and I started going at the Y. So like yeah. fast forward to when wow. I got to college, that's the biggest thing is like when I was doing cycling, it was like me 
in like a room like this, mm-hmm. like literally in like Lights six. Up. Yeah. And yeah. like I had some 50 year old woman tell me to climb Dave Matthews and I'm like, all right, let's do this. Like I can do it. But then when I got to college at Temple and girls my age were teaching it and it was Beyonce and Meek Mill and like just all of this different vibe. And then I went to an actual studio, like yeah. what fitness is, like what where it's come people from. People forget. Yeah, I there was mm-hmm. two studios and it was unbelievable. When I walked in, I was like, oh my God, there's people that like actually come here and just do, do this. this. Like I didn't get it. And then there's a community and there's people and yep. it's like, you look at the instructor and she's just like a rock star and killing it and it's so fun. So that's really, college was that game changer of like, not that I'm gonna, like I never thought of fitness as a, as a profession. Never. I was like, this is fun. This is keeping my weight in check. Like this is making me feel good. I I can be myself. I, I don't have to worry about what other people are doing and I'll do it for fun. And I got certified in, in, in college. Cool. My senior year. And I was like, all right, let me see what I can do with this. And then I went to Israel for a year. I, I cycled there. Like I'd always like cycled and yeah. found some, some way to do it. But when I got back from Israel and I wasn't finding a job, I was like, okay, let me lean into this. And mm-hmm. like, let me just get a, a, a part-time something. Cause mm-hmm. I can't just like be in freaking Cheltenham every day. Like, let me start going into the city. And if you're, if you're where I am, like the Broad Street line, Fern Rock is 10 minutes, like not even 10 minutes from my house. So I started to just like, I would take the Broad Street line, literally express to Walnut Street. I was at the studios in 25 minutes. Yeah. So it was, it, I started to just go back and forth. And then I started to see like the lifestyle of, of instructors. And a lot mm-hmm. of them were- also teaching at Unite at the time, like mm-hmm. also personal trainers, also doing other things. And I was like, oh, I like this. Okay. I see what, and then I start, and then I got a, a part-time job. That's also where I, I kind of took it. I was like, okay. So I, my first job in fitness was I worked the front desk at Body Cycle. And then I worked there. All right. And there was like a little bit of drama there. And then I, dude, there is drama there's at always every drama. fitness. The, the laundry yeah. is dirty. Yeah, it is dirty. Yeah. So I had a little moment there, left body cycle. Um, and then at that same time, I was also working the front desk at City Fitness. Mm-hmm. And then I started teaching at City Fitness. And then when body cycle didn't really work out, I then went to the wall of Maniunk. So then that was, then it oh, started to like, the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whoa. And then I was working at like four places and I was also a nanny. Yo, it's a grind when you first start out and you're, when you're early at it, I taught it like 19 places. That's how it works. That's, it's the only way to survive. I mean, in, in, and it's also, if you, if you really are serious about becoming an instructor, like you have to learn from other people. And I really took it as an opportunity to be like, okay, these are people that are running their own studios and that are working here full time. And I just want to learn from them and and get better. And it just shaped me. But I, I got told no a lot. You know, it was like, it it was a, it's been a climb. So tell us a little bit about, it's, it's always interesting for you guys to me, you know, like you said, running around, you're teaching 19 different places. Is there a light bulb moment where you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I can't do this anymore. Mm -hmm. I'm going to start to pivot to this or start my own business or like, what was that like when you're like, okay, let me focus here. Yeah. I think so for me, while I was also teaching and working the front desk at City Fitness, I was a nanny and I loved it. And I loved the family, but I started to recognize like the kids are getting older and like, I can't just 
do this. And like you hit a certain wall where it's just like, okay, I'm over trying to teach this kid how to like add two plus two. Like I, I can't, <laughs> that, that like, ship like, I was like Marcus, you either got it or you don't. Like I can't like, Bless you. yeah, these fractions. Send his ass to Kuman learning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, we're done here. I'm like, I just can't do this. And I love the family and they were amazing. And you, and, and I got very lucky because it, they did become like kind of this pseudo where like I had a key to their home and I was mm-hmm. able to like, if I was teaching really early, they would give me the breast, they would give me the, the guest room. And like, so so that really worked out, but I started to recognize like, okay, I'm hitting a wall here. And it's also, I'm four to eight and four to 8 PM at the time is prime time fitness. So yeah. I was like, something has to give, like, I can't do this anymore. And then I was getting deeper and deeper into cycling, but then I was also getting deeper, deeper into nutrition and personal training as well, where I started to like train myself. And then I started to practice a little bit and like work out with my girlfriends. I started to Mm -hmm. give them little programming. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I think I'm good at this. Like, I think Mm -hmm. I can do this. So I, at the, it, it, it kind of was a perfect storm where I sat down with the dad and I was just like, I think I have to move on. And he was like, I get it. I think, I think it's time to like, we're good. Like we're feeling, you know, the kids are getting a little bit older, like it's fine. So then that's where athletic came in. And I applied for the community coordinator position at Athleta. Which is no longer a position. It's we no think? longer a position. Yeah. No, I, I I really don't think RIP, like through COVID and everything, like mm-hmm. the whole thing is community and doing events. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like this was the perfect thing for me. It was still part-time. So it was like those 25 hours that I needed to replace from nannying. It got me into the city full-time and it was flexible enough that like I could still teach. I could still, you know, see clients in the afternoons. I could, I, I was only there like Tuesday, Thursdays and Fridays or like a Saturday morning. So I was still, I, I was then able to open up those evening slots. Yeah. So that's what really kind of t- took that. And I was like, all right, let me see. And also it, it took a little bit of that pressure off of not having to teach all of the time. Totally. Okay. Answer this question for me. Sure. Athleta or athleta? I say athleta. Can you say it either way? I truly yes. don't know. Yeah. Like, I do you have a company standpoint on this? No, do they have a no, Zara or line? Zara? Yeah. Right. What yeah. is it? I think it depends on like what part of Pennsylvania wait, you're Wait, 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 quiet. No. Jill, what do you say? Zara. No, no, no. The athleta. other word. Athleta. Yeah. And what do you say? I say athleta. Okay. I've heard athleta, I but I'm not. I say athleta. Yeah. I I'm think. pretty sure it's athleta. We're 98%. We got to check on that 2%. Yeah. We'll put our producer on it. Well, mm-hmm. smart too, because it obviously benefited them that you were an instructor out and yes, about. In the community. So you I sold yourself. Yeah. I'm not yeah. going to lie. I How was long doing were you there? Solid, like, I would say two, three, at least three years. Holy shit. I was there for a minute because I was there up until COVID. So I want to say, yeah. Okay. And And then it stopped. Did they ax the position? I mean, obviously COVID is COVID. Like, hello, the world shut down. It wasn't like a quick, like we're nixing it. I think that it was like six months in. And then I got a call from the district manager of just like, Hey, I get it. we need yeah. to, we need to take this out. Like, it's just not going to, it's not going to return. Right. So this happens right. to you. Everybody's at home. You had all this experience teaching cycling, personal training, you're at city fitness. So is this what starts the gray area? This is what starts everything. Okay. Can like, you spend I, a little bit of time explaining what the gray area is? Yeah. So lost my jobs. I was also at the time I was the lead. I had gotten the lead instructing position, uh, the lead spinning uh, position. 
at Fitler. Mm -hmm. And then I was also at City Fitness. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I had like a moment in the sun there. It, yeah. was, it was, you know, it's a beautiful location, but yeah. the, the program there just like didn't really take off. The other programs do a little bit better, but like, and totally. I think that it's, it's, I mean, it's doing fine now, but at the time when it had first opened, I think that it was like, so kind of like, Jill, do you have any friends that belong? Um, I do. What is it? What, what, who? I have a few friends who belong. Um, it's cool now. I feel like it's really changed. Friends. It was a little bit strict, a little bit of like right. buttoned up of like mm. how to get in a little, I felt like it was a little too exclusive for its own good at the time mm -hmm. because it didn't really allow people to come in and like Got it. really see it. And they wanted to have like this little bubble. And I don't know, I don't, I don't really, I feel like it's not really Philly. Like that's yeah. not really our style. Like yeah. I think it's doing really well now because they, loosen the reins a little mm -hmm. bit, but at the time it was just a little too buttoned up. And Bless their heart. Like, as my mother would yeah. say. Bless their heart. Yeah. It, but so I, I lost that. Uh -huh. And then I, and this was also the thing was that at the time I also knew JL Lewis and JL was my boss. Okay. And she was also running everything at, at Fitler. Okay. So I lost those jobs. I was still employed by city fitness. They, this is a Philly name. Yeah. Friends. They quickly, they quickly pivoted as well online. So I was teaching online for city fitness. Okay. And then I saw JL was doing a, a business program online, how to take your business for as, oh, fitness, I never knew this. as fitness professional online. It was called the fitness curriculum. Dude, so many people have these now. Yeah. How to be and a fitness professional online. I know a lot of people who took hers. Yeah. And it, it was really, it, that was the first thing that opened my eyes. Like, again, I had only been doing, and then right before COVID hit though, I, I had like a mental breakdown. I went to Tulum. That's also how I know Reagan. I went to Tulum. On oh, a, you went with Reagan yeah. on the retreat. I went on a retreat yep. and had like a full on like crying on the beach. Like, I can't keep up with my schedule. Like I was exhausted by the time. It was like there. February of like 2019. Yeah. I went in February and I was going to quit Fitler and Athleta, <gasps> and I was going to, and I was then toying with the idea. I was starting to like really get into like, okay, I'm, I have a good schedule with cycling. I'm starting to pick up clients. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to do nutrition. I think I'm like ready to do it, but I was still like really scared. Cause I didn't have, I don't have benefits. You don't have anything. I'm like, whatever's in my savings, whatever I have. And I had to replace that income fast. And it, it just, and then COVID hit and mm -hmm. it was like, okay, well now I'm getting a severance. Now I have a little padding and now I'm getting some, you know, some unemployment help. Yep. So that's also what allowed me to go like, okay, I'm gonna try this. If it totally fails, if I can't do it on my own, then Athlete will hire me in two seconds. Like, you know, yeah. whether or not, even if I have to like be a sales associate for a minute, totally. like I never had, let a bridge burn. Right. I had left things like the district manager. Like, I had such a great relationship with everybody at that store mm -hmm. that even if there wasn't going to be a community program, like I could have managed it with my eyes closed. Like it would have been, I could have done something at a solid level to kind of give me that if, if this failed. So then JL posted that thing. And I, and I was like, okay, this is risky. And at the time it was like, you know, big investments, couple, mm -hmm. you know, and these programs aren't, aren't cheap. Right. I mean, gray, the gray area is not, I'm not going to sit here and say that it's like a little nothing program. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's a, it's an investment. And I was like, okay, let me take this risk and let me see what I can do. And, and I had a little, I don't want to say like a following, but I had like a little bit of book, a clients that I was like, okay, I can try this. And it opened my eyes to creating an online business and what I had to do. And 
it, it wasn't like the ins and outs, but it was a blueprint. It's, it started. And Jenna, which she'll hit us with her, um, what to wear and fo- to follow her and how you do a great job on social media. I tell you that a lot, like, cause it's oh, so time much. consuming yeah, it's and reels are oftentimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm embarrassed for that person. I never feel that for you. There are plenty of bitches out there. I'm like, Oh my uh, God, this bitch mute, mute yours. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Yeah. What's mm-hmm. in that? That makes me it's so, so happy. true. Sometimes it's, I look at myself and I'm like, oh, is this cringy? No, exactly. Like, cringy is a big word. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, but am you, I cringe? You do a good job. Because I think it's so funny with social media. Like, you know, meanwhile, you feel like an idiot being like, no one wants to see what cereal I'm eating. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. I'm on the other side. Like, oh my God. Jill's filming show at the today. Yes. Which, which, like, you want to see, <laughs> and I want to yes. say mundane yeah. and banal, but like, you want to see someone's everyday life. It's yeah. intriguing. It's interesting. Yeah. And I do love, especially your posts about like, hey, this is what I'm eating. Right. This is a quick meal to make. I don't right. feel guilty about X, Y, and Z. Yeah. You should, you know what I mean? It's the gray really does define your brand against the black and white thinking. Were you yeah. a dieter? Like are you oh, a former dieter? Oh yeah. What's oh, the craziest yeah. diet you've done? I like did, uh, I tried to do just grapefruit. I was what? like, like I just went through a period of time where I was like two meals Talk a day. Talk about ulcers from grapefruit. Yeah. I'd be I, like, at least you'll never yeah. scurvy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I really, this is why I'm really passionate about what I do now because I've literally tried everything. Like I was one of the girls that was like, after my bat mitzvah, like 13 years old, I'm going to Weight Watchers. Like that was something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I literally went to Weight Watchers when I was 13 and I had done Jenny Craig. Oh I tried God. Atkins. I like, you know, I had one of those, I, I'm going to be like totally honest. I, yeah. I scared the shit out of myself figuratively and literally. Like I had a moment of time where like I really tried um, laxatives. Like I was not a good puker. Like, no, I can't I make not, myself like, puke. I can't. Mm-hmm. I'm never, my friends that are going to listen to this are like knowing like I am that, even when I was partying in, in college, I'm like, I'm going to sit with my legs up against the wall and keep this throw up down. Like I could not. So it was like, I had this period of time where I was like trying laxatives and I made myself like sick. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is not worth it. So I've had really bad experiences. I think I also went through a really tough time that I didn't, I didn't recognize that I was, I was kind of like dabbling with disordered eating behaviors. I've never had a full-blown eating disorder, thank God. But like, I definitely dabbled with a lot of really intense things. And it, I really hit that high point when I was also at the height of my fitness career. I say the same thing. Yeah, I was doing I was the most so disordered much. when I yeah. taught flywheel. Yeah. Because I was like, I got to be in a sports bra. Right. I got to fucking, yeah. yeah. You have all of these things. It's like, I was also, and oh my God, I kind of forgot, but like I was at the time, I was also working at Orange Theory. Uh, oh, the yeah. one in, in um, what is it? In, in Liberty, Liberty Place. Place. Yeah. So Does I was also still like- exist, yeah. by the way? Yeah. They're like mm-hmm. chains. You yeah, just open one around. up. It's like so, a Dunkin' Donuts. And it's like intent. Like that's also like, you know, 60 intense. minutes of like tread floor, tread floor, tread. So I was like hit to the max and I got down to like the smallest weight I've ever been at, but it was just- I could not maintain it. I was doing things and I just felt stressed about food and I just- Well, and what is it that your cortisol was probably through the roof? Yeah. And then I also hit a wall where like my body also stopped changing and like it was just, I I was killing myself and still so hyper-focused on my weight and how I looked and all of this stuff. And it, it just really started to get me down. But I will say that like, as horrible and we're still obviously feeling the effects of COVID. Like I think it, it forced me to slow down. My body has definitely changed. I think for the better, my mental health has definitely changed since COVID because I'm not teaching. I'm not running around 24 seven. I'm, I don't have to have every single And you have time to work out and take classes and do your own thing. And time to like normally sit down and have a meal and like be present with my food and, and all of those things. So that's kind of what stemmed it. Um, but 
so now how do you describe the gray area and what is your like food ideology now after going through all of that? Well, I think that it's the gray is, is literally that is we're kind of releasing ourselves from that black and white way of thinking of that extreme of, I either really care about what I'm eating all the time where I'm hyper-focused on it. Everything is perfectly portioned. I'm, you know, hitting my macros to a T or I'm also on the other end of the, the, the pendulum where I don't really give a shit what I'm eating. Like it is what it is. Like, I'm just going to go out. I don't really care. Like I'm going to have dessert every single, like, it's just, it's kind of that, uh, of, of allowing yourself everything and then allowing yourself nothing. And I was realizing that that wasn't working because when I was being really good, I was also having these moments of like blackout binge periods of overeating to the to that excess that was so uncomfortable. And I didn't also recognize, recognize like why that was happening. It's the weekend slip and slide. Yeah. And I was just like sick of waking up on a Monday morning and feeling like I can't even put my leggings on. Like I was just so uncomfortable with that. So it's, it's really about finding your middle ground of like this whole week has been the gray area for me. You know, like I've had girlfriends that have, it's been my birthday, it's new year's, it's Christmas, it's Hanukkah. It's like all these things. It's like, I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing that like, okay, I'm not going to be eating how I normally am this week, but I'm still going to prioritize my nutrition earlier in the day, make sure that I'm drinking water in between my alcohol, like having those kinds of things. But the gray is really stemming from the, the business program that I did. And I wanted to have something that you can also have and do with more than one person. I think that as a personal trainer, as, as a nutrition, as a nutrition professional, as somebody that also, you know, it's like you're doing classes, you are giving one hour, but you're giving it to 10 people in personal training. When you're doing one-on-one nutrition, you are constantly trading time for money. And then you have to get to a place where it's like, okay, if I, if I'm going to change my schedule, if I'm going to be able to not be burnt out, but I also have to make a living. Like, how can I do that? And that's also where the, groups, yeah, the program came to life where it's like, okay, how can I see more people um, at once? So that's where that is. But in terms of my food ideology, it, it really also stemmed from me for my own issues and being like, okay, something has to change. This is a red flag. I, I, I'm eating perfectly during the day, but then at night I'm like killing a half a box of cereal and like feeling like garbage or like killing up the whole, you know, DiGiorno pizza by myself. I'm like, that's not good. Like this isn't like, that's not healthy either. Like you eating salads all the time and then, you know, killing a whole pizza and like half a sleeve of Oreos at night. Like that's not healthy either. So we have to find that middle ground. Yeah. We have to find that gray. Now, is there going to be a time where like, yeah, I'm going to overeat. Of course. I mean, we're human beings, like shit happens and we're going to have an emotional moment. We're going to have a moment where like, maybe all I have is a fucking frozen pizza. Mm -hmm. Like that, that stuff happens, but it's also not harming yourself after or belittling what, what you are, what your body is because of that. Um, but it really, the gray stems from me also educating myself on intuitive eating, which is giving yourself permission to have all foods, to incorporate everything, um, to not be, you know, just hyper-focused, but it's also not throwing your nutrition out of the window. It's not that I don't, care about what I'm putting into my body. It's also just recognizing that like, okay, I can have a small bowl of pasta and it's not the end of the world. It doesn't derail you. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I think the gray, it's just such a good way. And I love what you said, Jenna, about, you know, you've never had a technical eating disorder, but 
you know, recognizing disordered eating. I think yeah. that happens to a lot of us. I remember college was just like the environment was a breeding yeah. ground of, I'd room with girls who would eat just pretzels so yeah. they could drink. I'd room with girls who would work out on the elliptical for two hours right. a day, every day, no matter what, right. rain or shine. Yeah. And it's just- My roommate, you know, my roommate yeah. at the time, her hair started, like that was also what was so crazy to me as I started to recognize, like I had a roommate and I lived with her and she was like, I would be waking up to go to a spin class mm -hmm. because it's like, I, I saw at the time I was lucky. I lived right across the street from the IBC. So it's mm -hmm. like, if you signed up for a 7 a.m. and at the, you know, and then you start going to internships. So it's like, okay, I want to get my workout in, in before. Because mm -hmm. then I also want to meet my friends and have like a drink at 5.30 when I when we are all like done our, like our, uh, our jobs for the day. Um, but I remember she would like already be at the gym at like 5 a.m. And she was like, and, and only at, and only on the elliptical. And that's also something that's really changed with me too. It's like with COVID, I'm not doing cardio all oh the time. Oh my God, I never do cardio. Yeah. yeah. It's like pulling back on those yeah. kinds of things and recognizing like, okay, like you do going on the elliptical for two hours, like a day. That's not, right. it's not going to get you where you want to go. And I think just maturing too. And, and, and again, your program is excellent in that you've been through this, but I still know people to this day and I'm 41 yeah. who wake up at 4am, do spin, go right. to solid core after do right. like not having people trigger you right. just because yeah. they're doing something or right. you know what I mean? Like having just looking some at your on and, and it takes time. I mean, diet culture is all around us and it's, you know, even with this, like I still catch myself having moments of like, mm, you know, I've, I have been going out like this whole week, like, are, am I going to be okay? Is, is like this going to derail like what I looked like last week? And it's just also leaning in and recognizing that like your body is going to change through so many different phases and also like, okay, we're all a little soft right now. Like this is all kind of happening to, to all of us because we're not in a normal schedule. It's like a black hole week almost. It's not like you are, you need to use it as an excuse, but just recognizing that you're going to go through these phases and these changes and it's also okay. But that's also why I just continue to lean into that gray and know that like I have an established routine now that really works for me. I know how to eat. And can I make some tweaks that maybe in January I'm going to lean on that I'm going to, mm -hmm. you know, because that makes me feel good. Of course. Like I know how I'm feeling now because I've been drinking espresso martinis and like French fries from park for three days straight. So Delicious. it's like, okay, those are amazing, but I know that I cannot continue to do that right. every single day. Right. You know, can you, um, hit us with like three, um, best practices or tips or something you always rely on, especially all, everyone listening to this, it's a new year yeah. and we don't have time to jump into fucking resolutions, yeah. right? No. Fuck those. But what are some <laughs> thoughts heading into the new year that you would say to people like prioritize this or what's something you always tell your clients? I think it's to keep in mind, like one, you got to be realistic with yourself. So I, I think it's just, you know, establishing what is your, your true schedule and how can we make fitness? So like not forcing your schedule around fitness, like letting that whatever movement that you want to do. I tell myself this, I tell my clients this, like fit it in where you can. Don't mm -hmm. try to force your, your life around your routine. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that's like really helpful. Um, and then it's just like, you know, like little things, like I will go back to drinking just water, you know, like just making sure are you drinking get water? Get your Stanley out. Exactly. Yeah, Clean just, it. I'm, get your I, Stanley steamer. I'm not like, I'm not like an extreme person. Like, you know, go back to some veggies. Start to think about what, what your breakfast is yeah. looking like. You're like, good at that. Add veggies. I started yeah. actually, you guys, buying frozen vegetables because I saw Jenna do it. And I'm like, <laughs> it's such a dumb, easy yeah. hack. Like that soup that I make all the time, that yeah. enchilada soup. I was like, why am I wasting time chopping all these fucking vegetables? Right. I just bought 
bagged this, bagged that, and tossed it all in. Ba- team, cauliflower rice, toss yeah. it in. I'm like team convenience items. Lean on the things that are that are going to save you time, but also make you feel good. Yeah. You really are. And it's so funny. You inspire me too. I was yeah. at the grocery store the other day and I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't, I'm not a chef. I don't need to make all this. Like no. I bought overnight oats yes. that I can just throw pre-made, but that's better for me yeah, than mush, you eat that. that's something good. else. I like you know mush. what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I think it, those stuff are Stuff like that. And I, I tell a lot of my clients too, it's like you can use those things as your base. Like, exactly. okay, if you don't want to make overnight oats, if you don't want to yes, make certain and then things- add the fruit, the yep. other shit. Interesting. That's how, that's how that's a you, great tip. you get it done. Right. You guys cheat in a, find your healthy cheat. Like as in yeah. like, where can I save time? Exactly. Yeah. You don't have to be this like top chef, this yeah. da, 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 like small steps. Now like you, you can, say. you can be. Of course, now if you that's can. your thing. Yeah, if you're passionate about it. Yeah. People always talk shit on me to that, but I'm like, no, but you don't understand. I like cooking. Yeah. So like no, by exactly. all means, you buy make, it. That's amazing. Yeah. Right. I still make 90% of, of the what foods that yeah. I'm, that I'm, eating. I just you think like it's, yeah I, yeah, I love it. And I'm also like make a big batch of something. Like I'm a big batch cooker. I think if you're going to do anything, like if there's one thing, I'm not a big like meal prepper where I like to eat the exact same thing day after day. I mean, I won't say yes, but I'm not going to say no to that. I just think that it's like, you know, a soup is a really good thing. I like love that, that it's like having so you're prepared. Yeah. It's, you like, always yeah. have something on hand. Fi- finding those kinds of shortcuts, I think are um, really good. And then obviously we're sitting in together. I think it's finding, you know, find a little bit of a community, find something that you really like. If you hate what you're doing, take a step back. Like if you totally. don't like how you're moving your body in 2022, then you're sure as shit not going to like how you're in 23. So try something else. And, and, but we can't also sit here and say that like movement doesn't feel good. Like movement is a big key. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I always go back to. I go right back into just like the things that make me feel my best and movement is a part of that. And community is, I mean, like yeah, you said, we my are sitting up. here. I will go to a class. I'm not a huge fan of if two of my best girlfriends are there or this. Right. And, and so that's what you are expert at too. You've built this community with your program. So yeah. tell us if we're interested, which yeah. you know we are. <laughs> how yeah, where can we, we follow up? you? How can we do what all that? What are you offering? And tell then we'll end with some everything. rapid fire. Yes. Give us the deal. So this is actually perfect timing because I am launching the next round of TGA, which is my 10 week food freedom focused nutritional guidance program led by me. But I also am am so excited that I have connected with two other health professionals that I also bring into the program. Uh, Lauren of Lauren's Balanced Bites. And she also, she's my registered dietitian um, that I absolutely love. And she participates in the program. And then I also work with a body image coach, Jess Fry, who's fantastic. um, That helps us. Yeah. That helps us through, um, you know, just establishing a little bit more of some body acceptance. I think that that's really important. And I want to just emphasize this. I'm not like anti, anti weight loss. I'm not, you know, anti changing your body. I think that that's a huge misconception that people think that when I start to intuitive eating. That's a misconception. I agree. Exactly. And when I talk about it or when I have clients that are like, Hey, like, I know that you, you don't want to talk about weight loss. And it's like, no, I, I, I'm more than happy to help my clients establish my goals, their goals. Yeah. I'm also not going to sit here and say that like, I might not have aesthetic goals for myself in, in 23. Sure. I'm anti harming yourself in the process to get there. Yes. I'm not somebody, yeah, my clients, I'm not going to help my client lose 15 pounds in six weeks. Like that's, that's the kind of shit. Like I'm not, and I have clients are like, Hey, I have a wedding or I have this or I have that. And I'm like, good luck. When is it? Cause we're not doing that because I've been down that road and I know that that's the shit that doesn't stick. So that that's really what, 
the gray area is about is we focus on your behaviors. We focus on your patterns. What are your food triggers? What are your preferences? What are your food rules? If you have a lot of shit about the timing that you're eating something or that, you know, you can't bring this in or you're, you are restricting this, then we're ne- you're never going to get to that neutral place of having things. Okay. Stop giving it general. all away. People need to pay for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well, enough. So. And, but what you sold me on with the program yeah. and what you know, I love in this room, yeah. education, you yeah. have a registered yeah. dietitian, you have your certifications, you've been yes. through this process. So yeah. again, I think it takes a village and I love that that's your approach it's that not you just also me. have other consultants and other coaches. Yeah. That's amazing to hear. So the next that. round is launching in on January 23rd. It's every Monday. Ooh. Yeah. And ladies, I like that. Like, gents, you yes. have time to sign up. I, yeah. I hate when something starts on like the third and the first. No. And I'm like, I'm still- I'm cleaning out cookies. I'm not there yet. Same. I'm not ready yet. I also know like we need a minute after the Christmas holidays and all of, and and all that stuff. So the next round is on the 23rd. I'm going to be opening the doors in like the next week or so. Everything will be on my Instagram. And we'll post everything in the show notes as well. Just how to get in contact with you a little bit about the program. That's amazing. Okay. I'm going to run through some pops. Jill, if you don't order this Uber to your lashes, Jill, plug this in. I'm not going to talk to you. Okay. I'm going to do rapid. You guys, of course, Jill is going to get her lashes done because she's sick you and disgusting. Okay, can I hit you with some rapid questions? Let's go. Okay, favorite protein bar? The Bear Bells that's sitting right You're here. You're the one who's helped, you also helped sell me on that. The, the hazelnut. Green. It literally is like it's a fur. The green. It's, not, it's the green it's, one. It's giving for a roche. I'll tell you what I'm into. Talk to Cookies me. and cream. Is oh, kind that's of a good one. I also one. like the cookie dough. Like oh, I've never had that one. one. Okay. little crunchies. <sighs> yeah, they're, still, they're fucking Bear Bells are legit. And again, I think it's Lauren under Sharp 200. and you sold me on that. Yeah, 220 yeah. calories for 15 grams of protein. Seven grams of fiber. no aftertaste, which is my biggest One gram of sugar. Yeah, it's they're really good for you nutritionally. Like, okay, good. do it, Jill. Go to pre workout snack. Oh, I love just like waffle and peanut butter. Yep. I'm a big. What waffle do you buy? I love the Vans, the Power Grains. Oh, I buy those. They're just like little light sweet. And like if I'm feeling fancy, like I'll put, like I'll make my own mix, but like I'm not really feeling I'm not fancy, fancy all the time. Okay, so Vans, the guys. Vans, yeah. Okay. Butter, I've also, name another company that makes them that I would have bought. I like Kashi. Okay. Gosh, one's like, I'm not like oh, an ego person. Like I, no. I still get like, <laughs> no, there's another one. It's got like a bear on oh, it. They're Kodiak. protein. Kodiak. Kodiak. Those are good. So like any Kodiak. of those are great. I mean, oh my when, God, I'm going to buy those again. Yeah, I forgot to work out. You want some carbs and you want like easy to digest. And, like I can't do heavy. Okay. Ladies and gents, for the people like me, Kodiak also makes just microwavable yeah. little Jill protein Jill buys those. Yep. And those are great. good. So again, if you're not into the whole process, there you go. Okay. Exactly. What's your coffee order? Oh, just oh, like yeah. iced coffee. I, I like a little, like I'm not like a black coffee gal. No, disgusting. Like, I need like a pump. Like this has, I think two pumps of the sugar-free hazelnut, like any little flavor and almond huh. milk. Yeah. I oh. love a hazelnut moment. Yeah. Something you always pay extra to add in a smoothie. Protein. Protein. <laughs> Yo, we got to have her back on to talk protein. Yeah. Bitches we, we aren't eating can. enough protein. No, need, Favorite brand smart. of leggings. Ooh. Oh my gosh. I know. It's tough because- there's a lot of brands out there, but I will say some of my favorites are Target Joy Lab. <gasps> what? Well, we know that Target Joy Lab is the same fabric as Free People Movement. No. Yeah. I really- How did we know this? I'm uh, like having- A, a person I'm here has told us. Yeah. It's a true moment. I'm so sad though. There's a couple of styles that are just like, I'm wearing them to the freaking bone. Your ass is out. Yeah. yeah. They're starting to get, yeah, you're starting to be able to see some crack and my I don't know. Okay. We're going to, we're going to play this or that. <laughs> and some changed. of these are close to home. Lululemon or Athleta? Oh, come on. I'm g- I got to go Athleta. Yeah. I was going to say. Yeah. Oh, shit. I said Athleta. Yeah, what am I doing? No. Well, outdoor, outdoor voices or aloe? Aloe. Nike or Adidas? Nike. A cooking tool you can't live without? My blender. 
Yeah, that's mine. My Vitamix. I even have a blender. Oh, yeah, that's how important I, when it is. I switch to a motorized blender, yeah. my game fucking changes. Can I tell you another dumb cooking tool that I can't live without? A meat pounder. Have you ever? Yes. That because I do I'm a lot of ground meat. Right no, now. no, no, no. Isn't that the hammer? <laughs> no, both of you are wrong. Not that. It is like a fucking claw. If you're making taco meat and you pour the meat in, it's this claw and it chops the meat up. Is that amazing? Ooh, okay. Amazon, seen. $3. I'll show, show it to you both. It is literally like, you know, when you're making ground meat and you're like pounding it with your spoon and you're like, this sucks. This thing has like a, like a claw thing and you just push it down into the meat. Okay. You might have to add that yeah, to the show. Yeah, that's mine. I'm like, that I'm is curious. so dumb and necessary. One yeah. more dumb and necessary. Do you have a dumb and necessary tool? Do you have a mandolin? My mom actually got me. She Incredible. Me Watch your fingers. Yeah. My mom got me a mandolin. No. Hmm. Okay, and one thing that you always buy at a grocery store. Oh my goodness. Every week. Every week. I would probably say eggs. Eggs and spinach, I feel like, yeah. are mine. I love eggs because you can, like, I can have the breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oh, eggs. Oh my are gosh, legit. guys, this was just an, an information bomb. Thank you for sharing Absolutely. your story so openly. Absolutely. Um, and you know where to follow her. And the go to girls, we will be back in your ears very, very soon. Yeah. Happy fucking new year, y'all. Happy new year, guys. Happy new year. Happy new year. Thank you so much. Lila's hags. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>